You're listening to the Volleyball by Design podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the art of storytelling and how this can really impact your team. Why is storytelling so important? And more importantly, how, how do you deliver a good story? Uh, well, we're going to talk about this on today's episode. So it's an episode you don't want to miss. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Coach Brian Singh, and after a number of years coaching competitive volleyball and as the head coach of the biggest college in Canada, I've become obsessed with helping coaches improve their knowledge and skills of the game by teaching them how to coach efficiently and effectively to ultimately reach their volleyball goals. I created the Volleyball by Design podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies so you can get clarity and apply what you learn right away. This is the Volleyball by Design podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 185 of the Volleyball by Design podcast. How is everyone doing out there today? The first week of volleyball in the new year. So before I say anything, happy new year to all my Volleyball by Design listeners. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, supporting the podcast and um, really just thank you so much for uh, for helping me grow the show and you know, I really really appreciate it so the first thing I want to say is happy new year and I'm extremely thankful for all of you it means a lot knowing that you do listen to, to me every week and even if you don't listen to me every week it means a lot knowing that you are a listener of the podcast and I appreciate that so um, that's great and I wish all of you nothing but the best for 2024 I hope that you guys um, are able to make new memories, you know, success, the whole the whole nine yards, whatever you want to accomplish in 2024. I hope you're able to do that. Um, as well as, you know, I got some plans of my, my own, uh, both on the personal and volleyball side. So hope 2024 is great for everyone. Uh, right now, I'm actually recording this in a hotel room. It seems like that's been like the case for the month of December, at least. And uh, But I had to, you guys know, I had to get an episode out every Monday. So uh, my kids are sleeping, and my wife's waiting for me. And I'm like, let me let me, let me record this episode so uh, I can make sure that I have it released uh, Monday morning, which I will will which will happen, which is great. Uh, now, the the other thing too, you may have heard in the preamble, my free workshop. So you know, I I do a handful of free workshops every year, and this is my first one of 2024. Super excited about it. And basically, the the theme of the workshop is teaching you how to really build successful volleyball programs by improving your efficiency as a coach. And I'm, I'm sure you've already probably heard heard this already, so I won't spend too much time talking about this. But I mean, it's the first first one of the year, 2024. Um, I really, really hope that you come, you attend. It's free, January 5th, 6th, 7th, whatever, whatever day works for you. And take a little bit of away from it, and, and hopefully you can go to your teams and you can become that much more of an, an efficient coach. Uh, so volleyballworkshop.com is where you get signed up for it. Links in the show notes as well. Okay, so let's get talking about today's episode. And today's episode is really, I don't know, it's taken me a while. I should have recorded this episode a long time ago, but you know, I've, I've always been an advocate for storytelling. Uh, storytelling is, is such an important part of coaching. And when you think of when you think of coaching, you think of looking at movies or watching TV shows, and you you think about the great moments of of sport. One of those moments is all is you know normally the the pregame speech that the coach gives, or that emotional story that he tells in practice, or you know the the locker room postgame speech and things like that. Like all of these speeches 
quote unquote that happen in in movies and in tv shows and other things like that like people remember them and when you go look when you search up sport movies on youtube normally you're going to find clips of motivational speeches that are given during the movie or an impactful moment and nine out of ten times it's not actually the sport itself but rather what the head coach said what the head coach said or what the players may have said to each other and that that in itself tells you the the impact and the importance of storytelling and i want to share with you some of the how how we can implement storytelling in our programming and in our practice and our games and i want to share with you some strategies that are really important in doing that and naturally you know if you've been listening to this podcast for more than one episode i think you can kind of tell that's kind of my style teaching is, is in the form of storytelling like the way that i communicate and the way that i speak to my coaches and players and things like that it's in a way where it, it's it's like i'm telling a story it's like i'm having a conversation with you and that's my style of teaching and coaching and sharing information with others that's just my style so naturally I guess you can call this one of my, I don't know if you want to call it a talent, but really it, it's one of the things that I do naturally and I, I enjoy doing it. And I think that uh, it's been a while since I've really dialed into some of my talents and shared them with you like like in this form. So storytelling is important and it's something that I, I think I can share with you guys and give you a little bit of, a little bit of insight on since I've been doing it for so long. And you know, I, I find that, and I know I've been, I've been talking a little bit about this already, but some of the most life-changing experiences from a player's perspective, okay? Some of the most life-changing experiences or decisions from a player's perspective has come from stories. And I've I've talked to a ton of players, and when I have these conversations with players, they're always like, remember that story you told about that? Remember that speech you gave at practice? Well, that changed my perspectives or that changed my outlook or something. And, and they, a lot of times they resort back to a story that I've told them or something or some kind of uh, pregame speech that I said that always ties into a story. And they say that that was the trigger point for them to switch into a second gear or you know elevate their game to another level. And, um, and an interesting uh, factor that... I can't remember where I heard this from. I heard this from somewhere years ago. But uh, it, basically the, the message was stories are more powerful than statistics. And I, I thought that was really interesting. And I want to explain what that means. So as you know, you know, COVID, extremely uh, p- pandemic, right? COVID pandemic, um, it unfortunately killed a ton of people. I think in the U.S. alone, it killed about 600,000 people in one year. So that's COVID. COVID killed about 600,000 people in one year, okay? And in addition to that, well, not in addition to that, but so that's that's one thing that I want you to remember. So COVID killed 600,000 people in the U.S. in one year. And then there was an, a, a situation where um, a, a young female athlete was participating in a, in a sport um she trained a lot it was her you know it was i can't remember what sport it was but basically she participated in the sport she was training it was it was her her dream to take play the sport for the rest of her life maybe make a career out of it she loved it 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 was an outlet that she could use to get away from school get away from personal problems you know get away. it was it was her safe place and there was nothing more than she wanted to do was to train for the sport and 
she was training, she was training, she was training, you know, the pandemic hit and everyone went into uh, lockdowns and, you know, restrictions and things like that. She continued to train and unfortunately she contracted the virus as many people did. And she fought the virus and she went back and forth with the virus. And um, there was a point where she was training and she was struggling to breathe. As you know, the virus has an impact on your lungs. And she battled, 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 battled. um, And she passed away. And it was really sad because this this girl um, could have done something special with her life, not just you know on the sports side, but just in general. She didn't get it. She 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 didn't get the opportunity to live her her life to the full potential. And when I heard that story, that story had much more impact on me than when someone told me that six hundred thousand people in the U.S. died of COVID in one year. And that that narrative proves that stories are more powerful than statistics because like 600,000 people dying in the U.S. is devastating. It's, it, it's, it's really, really devastating. But that didn't hit me the same way that listening to this female athlete, the story of this female athlete not getting a chance to carry on her dream, that hit me way harder than this one. So just, you know, the, the, just the, the mere fact of that story being more powerful than the 600,000 st- statistics is, is what I'm trying to deliver here. So now there are, let's talk about some strategies. So I, I think, I hope I proved my point that storytelling is, is powerful and you have to absolutely have to do it in your programming. So one of the ways that I do it in my programming is every week. So on, uh, it's, it's my Wednesday practices. This tends to be my Wednesday practices, but every week I will tell a story of some sort. Okay. And you can tell stories in multiple different ways. You can use words, right? You can actually like tell the story, which is how most people tell the story. Um, you can show videos. Uh, a lot of times in training camp and in team meetings and stuff like that, I'll show a video of the same message I'm trying to get across, but obviously the video is going to tell a different story or uh, a, a different way of delivering the same message, but in, in that story. Um, there's audio, which is what you're listening to right now. So there's many different ways of, of telling the story. But you got to make sure that you you figure out what, what works best for you. And obviously, in practice, it's going to be your word of mouth and you telling the story based on everyone there and things like that. Okay. So here, here's some things that I want you to factor in when you're telling the story. So like I said, I, I tell a story once a week, every week in practice, every week for the duration of the season. So that's it works out to be about 32 to 36 stories in in in, in theory. You have to know your team. So really, really, really know your team. So you have to know know your audience. Like, are you talking to twelve U girls? Or are you talking to college men? You know, the the audience is going to be a big part of what type of story you tell and how you deliver that story as well. You also want to make sure that you connect that story to their to them to make them care. Like the 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 stories that are more impactful are the ones that where the people that are listening to the story really connects with it really ends up caring about what was described in the story and things like that. You want to make sure you have a punchline, you know, the grand finale. So make sure there's a clear, clear message in that story. Because if there isn't, then it was kind of, not that it was useless, but it won't have the same effect if as if it has a punchline and, or a grand finale of some sort. Okay? And when you're telling a story to your team, it should be no longer than 
like five to eight minutes like maybe 10 like you can you can push it to 10 depending on the magnitude of the story and how it plays out like if there's audience participation and things like that but definitely no more than 10 minutes you don't want to be talking for a really long time okay so let's talk about some strategies so those are those are some things you want to consider when it comes to your strategies um number one thing you can always do is look up sports stories that's like my my place to start and i always start with sports stories and you know stories about heroes and and stories with sports especially with people overcoming obstacles that are like the impossible you know like things like that is and you can find a ton of them you can find a ton of sports stories you can look just google sports stories and you will have um a ton and that's that's a place to start uh one of the one of my most my more popular stories i told is jim abbott and if anyone knows what jim abbott is um he's an american professional baseball player but what's actually before i i don't know you know what i would tell you the story like how i tell it to my players but that's going to take too long but basically jim abbott was a fan is a fantastic baseball player he played at uh, michigan and he ended up going to the california angels at the time i believe they were uh, first round and he did one of the things that pitchers um you know it's 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 like amazing if a pitcher does this and that is throwing a no hitter and what that means is nobody gets on base nobody gets on base now what's interesting about jim abbott and i i I talk a little bit more about his accolades and things that he did and some of the things he overcame but the interesting thing about him is that he did all of this with one hand and that is truly remarkable he had one hand which in baseball i mean you can imagine how how hard is it let alone to play with two hands but he played with one hand and he made the MLB. He made the MLB, and he hit a, and he threw a no hitter. So unbelievable, unbelievable. And uh, and he did it with one hand. So that's a story I, I always tell every year, and it's really really cool. Uh, and I and I'll show I can show um, some videos and two and of things basically when preparing to pitch the ball, he would rest his glove on the end of his right forearm, and then after releasing the ball, he would quickly slip his glove. Um, uh, slip his hand into the glove rather usually in time to field any balls you know that a two-handed pitcher would be able to field and it was just incredible to see him do that so you know share that story it motivates and and i i tell it in a way where there's the punchline where you know he had he did it. I, I tell i tell the whole story except except for the important part which is he did it with one hand and at the end i said well and what was interesting about jim abbott was he did it with one hand and all the players like whoa did it with one hand you crazy and i'm like think about any obstacles you guys face on the court do you face anything remotely close to what he did and obviously the answer is no like physically right either physically tactically and things like that there's nothing that we face that this guy faced so that's an example of a story that i would share that is relevant to the team that has a punchline that can connect with them because of the trials and tribulations he went through without even realizing he did it with one hand because they can face that as well and we just, and you just kind of go from there um and that's just a simple example of a story you can tell at the beginning of a practice at the beginning of a, of a big match um and things like that and what i do is uh you, you know you, you, co- you compile a list of stories right you, you, you got to start somewhere so start start learning about these stories start reading up on it and then you, and you start compiling a list 
And what I'll do is I'll have a list of stories that I'm, I know I'm going to say at practice. I have a list of stories that I might say before a game, before a big game, before a championship game, post game. Like you have different times that you want to tell different stories, but it's important that you have these stories in your back pocket and you have the list of when you can say it and when you can't say it. And again, you don't have to memorize everything, but know what the story is and then refresh your memory before you know the, the morning of or before you're, you're ready to go to practice or before the game and you can kind of go from there. So there's a couple strategies right off the back there is research your stories, um, pick when you want to say a practice pregame, but make sure make sure you're practicing this. Like if you're a coach who does not tell any stories at all for the entire season, I promise you, you're losing out on something because I, I don't I don't I want to say like 10 out of 10 times there's you there's always a minimum of a handful of players that your story is going to impact. And as coaches, we're all about impact. You're you're always all, all about positive change, making sure that you're impacting your players in a positive way. And also this is this is help, this helps motivate them. This helps shift their mindset into a different gear. Shift their, you know, their perseverance, their all the adjectives you can think of to make that player great. This is what this can trigger in inside of them. And by not telling stories, you're losing out on this another on another strategy you can use to motivate your players so i highly encourage all of you to start looking into storytelling look into um how you can like what stories you can tell and by the way you don't you don't have to research them this could be stories you know stories about yourself stories about players that you've coached i one of my most popular stories i tell my players up to now is based on a, a player that i coached we, like I, you, you've heard me say it on the podcast all the time. I had a player who was a walk-on, and he was libero. And in his first year, he was so bad that we hit him in serve-receive. We hit him. He was a great defender, but he was a really bad passer. And we hit him in serve-receive and ran a two-person passing rotation. And year two, he was a league all-star. Not only did we not hide him, but he was a league all-star. And I tell, I talk about how he was able to overcome that. That's relevant to the audience. There is a punchline. It connects with them. It makes them care. It does all the things I talked about earlier. And it's an example of how now, if I have a libero on the team who's struggling, imagine how much that will help motivate that libero. Okay, like think about stuff like that. All right, really, really important. Um, anytime, like, and I mean, anytime you can bring in facts to your story, that's also a great thing. So if you can bring in, I just said, stories are better than stats. But anytime you can bring in evidence, stats, that also enhances your storytelling um, when they can relate to numbers. Like I always say metrics, metrics tell a story. Well, anytime you can provide metrics, that's also a great way of adding to your story to enhance it. Um, and then I like to say a, a call to action at the end of your story as well. So meaning after your story, what what are your players going to do next you know like what what is the what is what is their next action that they're going to take after you've told that story and the, the, there always should be a call to action after every story so it, it could be something like think about something that you're you're going to overcome and what strategy can you use right now to overcome that like for the jim abbott story you know think about whatever you're struggling with right now it's probably not going to be as bad as he was. Now, how can we? What, what strategy can we use to overcome that? Think about how much he's had to overcome 
well, now let's try to overcome yours. You know, like, you related to do it. Make, make it a call to action. Even if it's about a certain practice, like that practice, maybe you were trying to up the uh, intensity of the practice. Well, that's the call to action. I, I want us now to go out there, and I want not to give 100%, but 110 in the next five minutes. I want to see you sweat. I want to see, like, whatever the case is. You know, like, you, you get what I'm saying. I, I know I'm, I'm just talking all over the place here, but you want to make them have some kind of action after your story. That would really, really help in enhancing the story's uh, ability to motivate and actually translate to the court, if you know what I mean. Okay? So uh, this is a really, really quick episode here for you. Um, I don't get into the nitty... Everybody, like in terms of storytelling, I've done episodes in the past on effective communication. So how to communicate, how to speak. So I'm not going to go over that again, but that was in my – just look over communication. Just, just go into Spotify, uh, search the search the show, communication. You'll find my, my entire episode on that. But the, the point of today's episode was just to help you craft a story, give you some, some key things. I gave you a couple examples of a couple of stories that I've told, and you can see how they help motivate. And just now, now that you're thinking about it, you know, you're going to go into practice now or going to go into 2024 thinking about how can I tell effective stories and how can I make that part of my programming? That's the main purpose of this episode is to how can you start implementing storytelling into your programming? And, and now that you understand the importance of it, I hope you really do start doing that. Okay. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. You know, reach out. Instagram is the best way of getting a hold of me. Um, I have no problem you know, continuing this conversation with you guys. And if you are ready to take your coaching to the next level in 2024 if you're listening to this before january 7th really dial in and um sign up for my free workshop i guarantee you it will help you in some way take your coaching to another level uh for 2024 um that's my promise to you because it because i've been running it for three years and every i well i couldn't say every coach because i don't get a chance to talk to every coach but no coach has ever said anything negative about it only positive things only oh my goodness i've never thought about it this way i can't wait to implement this in my gym i can't wait to do this with our team and that's and that's that's the goal is just to give you that just one if you can get one idea from this training it'll be worth your while okay all right that's it for me thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the volleyball by design podcast i'll see you guys next week take care all right cue the music look are you at the stage you want to be in your volleyball journey how would it feel to get clarity on your training and instead of taking months to get better you could improve in weeks if not days when i was a young coach and player i felt this way all the time the truth is after i got some great advice on how to be efficient my learning curve grew exponentially let me show you how to be more efficient and effective in this game i invite you to check out coachbtraining.com for more resources that you can use to take your game to the next level I look forward to helping you reach your volleyball goals.